You're listening to the On The Rise podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs as we make our way to the top. Here is your host, known as the property shark, Mr. John Lee. guys it's john lee here also known as the property shark welcome back to another episode of the on the rise podcast today on our show we have the one and only sunny Seta. did i get that right no you really butchered that one i really butchered it okay yeah, sadia. <laughs> sadia okay uh sunny for everyone out there that don't know about you uh could you give us a quick introduction about yourself sure um I've been um, in business since I was literally 12 years old. Uh, I did my first business transaction at 12. And I've been uh, into entrepreneurship and business and personal development my whole life. I'm now 38. Uh, I've involved in the real estate industry as well as the primarily in the education industry, running seminars on entrepreneurship, personal development, um, and sales training, as well as I've got, I've got a company um, in the auto industry. I'm involved in classic cars, exotic cars, specialty cars, stuff like that. Fantastic, Sonny. So take me back to when you were 12. What was what was the first business transaction that you did? It was a tra- oh, you want to hear about the transaction? Let's hear it. This was this was so much fun. So. Uh, I was always infatuated with cars and my next door neighbor, uh, he had a really cool car back then. It wasn't really cool now looking back, but he had a very cool car back then. And he had put out a set of used tires in the driveway at the end of his driveway. And I asked him, I'm like, Oh, like these tires look pretty decent. What are you doing with them? And he's like, oh, they're, they're garbage. I'm like, can I have them? He's like, yeah, take them. That makes it even easier for me. And they were good. They had like, I'd say like 70% of tread left, but he just didn't need them. So I took them and I put them in my garage. And I remember I, I, I probably cleaned them up and put some like armor on, you know, that tire shine. And uh, legit within seven days, my next door neighbor, that same next door neighbor, his basement guy who lived in his basement suite, we just started having a random conversation. And he goes, hey, um, I'm looking for some tires. I'm gonna go buy some used tires today, whatever. And I'm like, oh, I have a pair in my garage that I'm selling. And back then there was no you know, Craigslist. There was nothing like that. It was the buy and sell. And I don't know if you're old enough to remember that. It's a newspaper that came out every Thursday. So he ended up buying those tires from me for, I believe, $125 uh, that I got from, I got them from his upstairs guy just a few days prior that I was selling. After that, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I gave this, this, this guy value by getting rid of his, old tires that he didn't need. And I was able to resell them basically for, you know, full profit uh, with, a, with a bit of sweat equity, cleaning them up and making them look good. And I got the bug for um, 
for buying and selling things. And uh, since then, and it all started, you know, with uh, my first business was online in, in the year 2000, 20 years ago. Think about that. There was, it's when e-commerce wasn't popular. Nobody was freely getting their credit card. And I built a website. Um, I just self-taught myself to build this website on a program called Microsoft Front Page. Have you heard of that? No, not okay. familiar. How old are you? 24. 24. Okay. So yeah, you probably haven't heard of front page. So <laughs> built this website on front. It was called westcoastwings.com. Did you know when Fast and Furious came out? I think it was. Yeah. Okay. So that first movie, all these kids wanted those big wings, those big spoilers. You know what you're talking about? Like, Absolutely. like Honda Civic is this big. This wing is this big. Right. So I found a manufacturer in China who was also who also had a um, distributorship here in Richmond. He knew he, he didn't even know what the internet was. So I went to him. I took his catalog. I scanned it. I put it on my website with his permission, and I marked everything up. Uh, you know, uh, so I would buy a wing for one hundred and eighty dollars Canadian, and I would market it in the U.S. for. Uh, it was back then it was close to 300 us 250 to 300 us and 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 i kid you not within a month i was getting orders by mail by snail mail not email and my mailbox was every month would start would be full of what's called cashier checks from the states and a letter from kids all over the us saying dear west coast wings can you please ship me wing number 32 for my Honda Civic or my Cavalier or whatever? Um, and since then, I haven't had a job. That's amazing. It's all been and, business. And was it the curiosity that kind of led you down the path to learn how to code initially and get into the online business world? It was desire. Look, both of my parents were artists. My dad was a photographer. My mom was a hand artist. We weren't rich. We grew up in a very, um, a, we had a very humble lifestyle. But I had a deep, I had a red Lamborghini Countach on my wall. I had a deep desire to mainly get a cool car, to get an exotic car. That was my drive, to get a nice car. Uh, and so you asked about, you know, wanting to learn how to code or do anything like that. It was all desire and success is all about desire. If you, it, motivation is easy to get, jump on Instagram, right? Everybody's motivated on there. You look at cars, houses, you know, people's, how they look, that's easy. But desire backed with discipline and discipline comes naturally when we're doing something that we're truly passionate about, where we're, we're not doing it for a title. We're not doing it uh, because mom and dad said so. We're not doing it because our girlfriend, our wife, our husband, our boyfriend, our brother, sister, our aunt said we should do that. We're doing it because we're obsessed with it. We love it. We're doing it because it turns us on. We're doing it because we can't stop thinking about it day in and day out. 
all of these ingredients create a nat create natural discipline. Mm. The challenge is that most people are so hung up on other people's opinions of what they would think if they do something that comes natural to them. What, 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 what would people think if I went, like this is, this is the mentality people have, that people wouldn't have gone to get those tires off of their neighbor's yard because what if, a novice, what if some other neighbor sees them and they think, oh, he's, he's, he's collecting garbage and he's bringing his house when it's got nothing to do with anybody. Like I, I didn't even think twice because I'm like, oh, I love cars. Those are tires. Uh, that's the closest I'm going to get to having a car right now. At least I got four tires. Right? And I'm like, those seem pretty good to me. And with that said, how do people get out of that mindset of being stuck, worrying about what other people think and, and getting hung up on that and leading to inaction and unhappiness, unfulfillment in life, essentially? The magic question, right? The million dollar question. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you exactly what needs to be done. Here's the challenge is that most people, you know, every, your audience watching this, most people in the world just simply won't do it. And before I tell you, let me give you an example. How come the majority, like 98, 99% of the world doesn't have a six pack? How come they're not in great shape? Don't tell me they don't know how to eat right. Don't tell me they don't know how to use their feet and run or do sit-ups or push-ups. So having information is not enough. Everyone keeps seeking, give me the secret. How did you do that? You know, people are always asking people that are successful, how'd you do that? What's the point of sharing it if people aren't gonna do it? So back to your question. How do you actually do it if someone's ready to do it? And hopefully all of your listeners and everybody watching, they are, they are not the majority. And they're like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do it. First thing is be alone. Get alone for three to six months. Get alone, get away from people that are surrounding you. Because our environment predicates how we think. So when you get alone, I'm not saying cut people off. I'm saying just get alone. You have enough time alone every day to dictate your input and start to really start to analyze your own thoughts. Read, read not just read stuff on motivation right? That's easy. But really read like biography, start to understand what it takes, what it's taken people to really make it. And then start to do what's called the work, start to heal past trauma, start to heal things from your past that have really tattooed limiting beliefs on your brain. Because in the first 10 years of our lives, 85% of our beliefs get developed. 
Mm. And where do you think those beliefs come from? Family, mom and dad, friends. Yes. And where do you think your parents believe? So pr predominantly it's your parents. Mm -hmm. And where do you think your parents' beliefs came from? Their parents. Very good. And where do you think their parents' beliefs came from? <laughs> They're their parents. Their parents. And where do you think your great-grandparents' beliefs came from? The, his great-great-grandparent. Your great-great-great-grandparent. So what does that tell us? That our beliefs in the first 10 years, that we have no choice over. To the first 10 years of a kid's life, they have no choice but to accept the beliefs that are programmed into them from their environment. And typically, they're limiting and they're 500, 600 years old. They're five generations old. So now as adults, you know what we have to do? We have to unlearn. And this is not, this is not for everybody. Some people are very blessed where, they've, where, where they're in a, a home where everything is abundant, right? The, all the generational mindset was, was one of wealth. I'm not talking about wealth in the bank. I'm talking about a mindset of wealth. Money is easy to make. Money is easy to make. It's the mindset of wealth first that's the biggest challenge. And in terms of overcoming one's limiting beliefs of wealth, do you think it starts with them really honing in and being self-aware of the triggers that cause them to act or think a certain way? Yes, and it's not just a limiting belief of wealth. That's one of many. It's the limiting beliefs that people have of themselves. It's the limiting beliefs that when they look in the mirror and, they, and, and they're not looking in the mirror and saying, wow, hi, sexy, look in the mirror and saying, wow, you're fat and ugly. That's the problem. They're not, they're not, they're, their self-talk is so destructive towards themselves that nobody needs, see, it's so interesting. People are like, oh, I've got haters. You don't, nobody needs haters. Everyone's their own worst hater usually, right? So they have to first, you have to first get your relationship right with yourself, right? And force yourself into discipline. If, you know, most people didn't go to the army, most people didn't have super strict parents that were both strict and loving together, right? So if you didn't have that, you have to implement it yourself. You've got to force yourself to do the things you don't want to do now, repetitively, until, until they become permanent. It has to be repetitive. Does that make sense? And even with that all being said, you're saying, you know, a lot of people aren't going to or isn't willing to take those action steps and be disciplined to really live the life that they want to live. What, what's the fear behind that? It's too hard. It's too hard. I'll, I'll give you something to personally do for the next 10 days. Take a cold shower every day for 10 days, no hot water, start to finish, ice cold.
All right. Okay. That's it. Uh, this summer I did, or this year, sorry, 2019, this year's flying, 2019 for two months straight, 60 days. I had, I just renovated my house here and I actually stayed in the basement when I was getting renovated. And I was already doing showers, uh, cold showers prior, but they took my hot water tank out and I still like, are you going to stay here? I'm like, yeah. I took, I had no hot water for two months, period. Why am I saying that? Number one, our brains are designed to keep us safe. So when we do something that's very uncomfortable, we want to immediately stop. Right? So whether it's making cold calls, knocking on doors, whether it's, um, you know, cutting out sugar, whether it's having a difficult conversation, whether it's uh, uh, starting a new relationship or ending a relationship or starting a business or quitting a job or doing something very difficult, our brains don't want to do the difficult things. Having a very difficult a conversation with your mom and dad about a time in your life that maybe was very difficult for you. Maybe your dad beat you. Right. All of us Asians, we got beat. Right. So maybe your dad beat you and you want to, you know, not have a fight with him and confront him, but you just want to have a conversation with him and say, dad, that, that, that wasn't cool, man. Like I'm, I got hurt. I felt hurt when that happened. And I, and I just want to let you know, I've forgiven you, but I just, I just want you to know how that felt. That's a very important conversation to have, but why don't we do it? It's too difficult. So why am I saying start with a cold shower? Because we have uh, two parts to our brain. Actually, we have three. We have our conscious, we have our subconscious, and we have our superconscious. Superconscious has to do with intuition, etc. Right? Conscious and, and subconscious. If you can override your subconscious, and if you can own your mind, meaning that when you're in the shower, the loudest in a cold shower, the loudest voice you're going to hear is your subconscious yelling at you and your conscious yelling at you to get out right away subconscious will be louder because it's going to say you're going to die in this cold water but you literally have to talk your talk to yourself in the shower and say no i own you so now you're talking to yourself and saying i own you whatever command i give you you do and if you can override that negative weak voice in your head so you got to discipline yourself you got to talk to yourself and say don't be a bitch that negative voice in your head, that's weak. That's weakness. And override it. And you do that every day for 10, you know, a week. Then you'll be able to see that donut, that cookie, that whatever, and say, no, I'm not eating you. Your, your you know, alarm clock will go off at 5 a.m. And you'll say, yes, I'm getting up. You'll say, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for that 10-kilometer run. Why? Because now you own your brain. Bro, the majority of people do not own their brain. The other devil in here owns it. The old limiting beliefs own it. People think that they own themselves. They don't. They're old programs. They're, 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 they're old habits. That runs the majority of people's lives. That's powerful. And I, I think many things. So you start with a shower and then you can go to, there's a I can give you many things that you can do. 
many. I coach, I've coached thousands of people over the last five years. I coach many men and women separately. And there's different things that I give the men to, to do and not do as well. So if you want to have that conversation after, I'll share that with you. Absolutely, Sunny. Um, and, and I think that's amazing. What are the daily actions that I can take to elevate myself and to really get out of that comfort zone, but really take control back of my brain? And from that comes discipline and confidence, which is the foundation of you building up your self-image and self-identity, um, which could then take you forward and into places you've never imagined before. Couple of key questions I wanna ask you first. Okay. How much time do you have? How much time have you committed to becoming the ultimate version of yourself? I've never thought about that, Sonny. I would say maybe four hours a day. So how much time are you committed to in the long run to become the ultimate version of yourself? All of my time. Okay, good. Because this is going to be a very slow process. Firstly, for everybody, change happens slow. If somebody's never gone to the gym and they're like, I'm going to go seven days a week, they might go for the first week and one, it's like a 99.8% you know, chance. And this is all scientifically proven that they're going to stop. You want to implement change into your life exceptionally slowly. So you're asking some great questions. Start slow. So for example, um, what's one area that you want to work on? Let's say health. Improve my health. Lose weight. Simple. Start with this. Do you, do you drink pot? <coughs> not drink really. Pot? No? Not, not really. Cool. Start with something very, start with something very, very, very basic. Just cut out pop for this week, right? Just cut out, just do it, just do it seven days at a time. Cut out pop for this week. And every day this week, just do, you know, start to take a, a, a morning walk, fasted. Do you ever walk in the morning or run? Yes, absolutely. How often? Uh, now, what is nice, so every day I try to go, for a walk. Okay. Do you fast every day? No, I don't. We should talk okay. about that so too. Start, start with something simple, right? If you walk in the morning, great. Just start to have your first meal every day at two o'clock and have your last meal at eight. Just, eight, just eat between two and eight for this week. If that's too hard to start with, keep it simple. Start your first meal at 11 today. Mm. and end your last meal at eight next week have your first meal at eleven thirty. the week after have your first meal at 12 do 30 minute increments until you're at two o'clock until you're fasting 16 hours a day 16 to 18 hours a day 
make changes, changes happen slowly, so make them slowly. I think that's that's amazing that that you're able to really shine the light on that because it almost feels like when people want to think about making a change they always look at the end result and they say how can i get there as fast as possible in the shortest amount of time what supplements can i take what are the shortcuts what's the secret sauce they're looking for that but when in reality if they really just took the time to like adjust every week you're going to see progress in a month than if you took a shortcut and you might have slimmed down in a week but you gain it right back because you can't hold yourself accountable and be disciplined to continue that diet or that fad or whatever you know to, to keep it you got it i mean i was i was tell people i'm like would you rather get rich get rich slowly or get rich never Everything happens slow. I'm sorry, right? I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a motivational speaker. Any of the work I do is not motivational. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a results-oriented coach. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to, you know, I can teach you the structures of the discipline of what you need to do within probably two or three months. But then after that, you're going to have to spend five years. You have to understand, I... I read my first personal development book when I was 16, 17, 17. I was 17 and my grade 11 teacher gave me this book called The, the Wealthy Barber. Mm -hmm. And that means that, that, that's, that's 22 years ago. I'm turning 39 in June, 22 years ago. I used to stutter my whole life. I, I didn't speak properly. Practically from the age of eight until 22. Change happens slowly. Wealth happens slowly. I went from buying and selling tires to building this website, selling car accessories, uh, selling spoilers, to getting into cars, to then uh, fast forward today, it's buying, you know, moving properties and different things like that slowly it's like learning to, to to jog five kilometers if you've never jogged one you've got to start with 100 meters slowly this microwave generation and these and and so many of these entitled young punks think that you know just because their friends have something that they should have it or just because their friend's parents had something they, they, that they should have it because their parents bought the worst thing that's that's happening right now is parents that have money have been handing elaborate you know lifestyles to young people it's gonna ruin them they're not going to be able to be in committed relationships they won't be able to commit and work through many difficult times in their life when it gets tough. 20s is easy. But later in life, it gets tough if you don't have those disciplines set in place. So give yourself, and I would tell your audience, everybody give yourself, right? If you're consistent and if you're starting today, 
give yourself 10 years. It's not a lot. I'm, I'm forever a student. I'll never make it. The, the day that I die, I'm going to be like, nope, I still have a lot further to go. I'll, I'll never make it. I'll always be learning. I've got stacks of books in front of me. I'm, I'm always listening to new, uh, to new stuff. You know, I, I do courses. I sell courses. I do coaching. I also take coaching. I also listen to that stuff. I'm also in it. I'm in the trenches. I'm in business. I'm, I'm in it 24 seven. I, I don't have a morning routine. My morning routine is I wake up and I get shit done and I start. Right. It's, it becomes built in. Your systems become built in when you do things long enough. That's amazing, Sonny. Um, and I really think that people needed to hear that is just take things slow because the, the, the fact is you, you got, you got time. Like there's no rush, right? It's the journey. It's the process that, that is what you're after the high in chasing the journey and chasing success, not the result. It's it, yes. And it's, at 39, I think that I'm, I feel like I'm younger than most 20 year olds or at 38. Why am, I, why, am I, why am I aging myself six months? At 38, I feel like I'm younger than most 20 year olds because people that are you know, 25 that, that haven't figured their shit out, they're freaking out. It's nothing to worry about. There's an exuberant amount of time. It, it only takes 12 years to become a surgeon. That's it. So think about it. If somebody was 40 years old, I don't know if you can see this. If somebody was 40 years old, well, that's backwards to you, isn't it? If, no, somebody, see it. Good. See, if somebody was 40 years old and they decided to become a surgeon, that means that by, 50, by 52, they'd go from, so let's just say they were 40 and broke and somehow they begged, borrowed and stealed and, and they got a, a loan for their education and for 12 years they went to school. Because entrepreneurship is only for a very, very small percentage of people. So they went from broke and 40, by 52, they'd come out making a healthy six figures a year. And within 10 years of that, by 62, if they specialized as a, as a surgeon, they'd make close to a million dollars a year. And 62 is still a baby. You still have a good 20 years ahead of you to work. Everybody that's in their 20s, now is the time to go and take a look and see, figure out what are you passionate about. Go, go and experience as many different things as possible. Go and try 10 different jobs. But don't blow your money on stupid shit. I never blew my money on drinking and partying. And um, I, I never traveled because I never had the opportunity. You know, my parents got, uh, my dad got diagnosed with cancer when I was 22. I took over a, a, a very small business. I've been paying the mortgage and paying the bills, you know, for practically uh, 17 years. No, how many years? Yeah, 16 years now, right? So, um, responsibility and emergencies create 
change. Don't wait for the emergency. Don't wait for that. Put yourself, if you truly take charge of your own life now, before something terrible happens. My dad couldn't go to work anymore. He was, he was doing photography. He couldn't go to work. I had to learn the business. I learned photography. I got in it. You know, plus, I was running other business. I was, I was working 100 hours a week in my 20s. I, had, I, I used to have nice hair like you. It all went away. It's sacrifice. It's crazy. I mean, there, we can go on for hours. There's, there's, there's so much sacrifice. It's ridiculous. But in your 20s, and if you have the support, get educated, do seminars, under, like read. If you're, if you're into school and you're into, there's nothing wrong with getting a degree and getting a PhD or a master's, do it. It'll give you confidence. It'll teach you discipline. You'll, you'll always be able to, you know, get some sort of a good job somewhere, right? But for those of you that are interested in business, like, you, you know, as a real estate agent, it's a business. But there's gotta be like a stupid, gigantic, big dream and not a small goal, right? You have to have a gigantic goal, just like Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison, people were in candles and he's like, you know what? Let, I'm going to create something where you hit a switch and there's going to be light. That's a stupid big goal, but that is what drove him. The Wright brothers, when people are driving around and horses and carriages and cars, and they're like, we're going to have flight now. I'm going to, I'm going to take human beings and we're going to put them in this metal box and we're going to fly them across the world. Yes, right now it takes three months to get from you know, California to New York. You'll be able to do it in 12 hours said you're crazy he said yeah so set some financial goals set some you know if if you want to get healthy set a goal to maybe compete on stage at a junior bodybuilding championship in six months make it three months if you've never made more than a hundred thousand dollars and this is somebody's made twenty thousand dollars that's a great set a goal this year that you're going to make a quarter of a million dollars you're going to make two hundred fifty thousand dollars put that up on your wall and tell all your closest friends I'll support you, and you'll find out really quickly who your friends are. Right? That's the other thing. Anybody doesn't support your goals, get rid of them. Anybody, I don't care who it is, if it's your mom or dad, get just cut them out of your life because that's poison to you. If they're not supporting your goals, how are you, how in the world are you supposed to believe in yourself if they don't even have that belief in you? It's difficult enough to set a big goal, but it's that is what drives. That's what creates greatness though, is when you have these big, gigantic goals. I had set a goal, I'm sitting here, um, you can't like, I'm staring at the ocean right now, right? I don't know if you can see this, right? I'm wow. staring at the ocean sitting here, and this was a goal that I had set 20 years ago. Two thousand seven, thirteen years ago. That's when my dad died. Thirteen years ago. Sorry to hear that. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you. I'm like, like, mom, what's your dream? She's like, I want to live at the ocean. I'm like, great. I'm like, there's no way I can get a place right now at the ocean. But give me, I told her, I said, give me 10, 15 years. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna 
get you your, your, your dream place. Time, time, patience, effort, and a gigantic dream. And then surround yourself with one, two, three, if you're lucky, people that'll support you and hang on to them and support them. And want you, the more you applaud other people's successes, the more that that energy is gonna flow back to you in the positive. Everything comes back to energy, how we think, how we feel, what we attract into our life, everything comes back to energy. So if your friends are making more money than you, applaud them. They just bought a new car, screenshot that, uh, uh, take a screenshot of that car, put it up on your Instagram and say, yo, Ray Ray just bought a new Benz. Let's, let's clap it up for Ray Ray. Your boy's got like a, you know, whatever. It's just applaud everyone's successes. People unfortunately get excited when people fail. Someone ends a relationship, someone's business fails, someone's having money problems. Inside, they feel better because their own life is pretty shit. Mm. And that ends up attracting that same thing back into our lives. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So when, funny. We, when we start to focus and, and applaud people's success and we start to appreciate the abundance that's around us and everything just becomes about appreciation and abundance, that energy flows right back in. Everybody should go and study the rice experiment on YouTube. Study it, understand it, watch it, do the rice experiment at home. You'll understand energy that way. Amazing, Sonny. And you know, what if people are, are saying that you know, they're surrounded by so much negativity and they, they, they aren't connecting with the right people? How do they connect with the right people that will propel them forward. Well, all of them together. Nobody's handcuffed to their environment. That's their choice. It's just too difficult to leave because one of the biggest fears that human beings have is being alone. If I leave my environment, that I'm used to, even though it's, it's not serving me, will I be okay by myself? And the other thing is that if they leave, then they're gonna have to, that's, this is the main thing, is that they're gonna have to take responsibility then for their life and responsibility for their failure. It's much easier to, to blame an environment and continually do nothing and fail than actually take responsibility, take a chance, step over the edge and see if you'll fly. It's much easier to not jump. Wow. That's amazing, Sonny. You've been, you're, you're sharing a lot of real, real raw information that will help people take the actions to get to where they want to be in a matter of 10, 15 years. And I think that's what will result in them actually achieving their goals because it's a long-term game, it's a commitment game, you're disciplined, you work hard, you surround yourself with the right people, you applaud others, and that way you get that energy back. And it's just, it's a snowball effect. So once you get that ball rolling, it'll just, it's from then on, it's, you'll be like Sunny, 
when you're 30, 38, <laughs> living at a at an oceanfront property. You want to so. be like you. You want to <laughs> be like you. This that's the magic number. It says zero point two eight percent. Zero point two eight percent. We just have to get better in every area of our life, 0.28% per day. Wow. After one year, we become 100% better. 0.28 times 365 is 100%. It's about 100%, 99 points or something. That's after cool. five years, after five years, you become 500% better. After 10 years, you become 1,000% better. My stuttering didn't just go away overnight. It was a slow, slow process. Do you know how many deals I had to do to even be sitting here right now? Do you know how many weekends and nights and Friday nights, Saturday nights, 5 a.m. mornings, thousands. Hundreds, thousands, man. Yeah, 20 years, thousands, thousands of 5 a.m. mornings. Thousands, thousands of all-nighters. Wow. So what's, what's next for Sunny? I'm in the exact same place you are. Phase one, and I'll always be. I'm learning, studying. I got brand new goals. I got a brand new vision for the next 20 years. And it's continually doing this in every area, getting better all the time, pushing myself to get better all the time, not beating myself up for the results that I don't have, appreciating what I do have, understanding that this is all a process. And this is, this is great. This is a, I have a cute little house on the beach. It's not a big house, but I guess what? I have a vision to have, you know, an acreage with my own private sand at the bottom and you know on volleyball net in our own sand and our own dock with a boat and i've got other visions this is this is this is cute this is great grateful but this is nothing to what i want it's the same thing with my business it's the same thing with my impact i'm just starting this is i'm just starting even my personal development i i feel like i'm at i'm at 20 30 percent of my personal development of where I need to be. And what's your biggest fulfillment, you know, from being able to make an impact in people's lives and, and coaching them and throwing these seminars, you know, what's, what's the, the biggest fulfillment that you take from that? It's exactly what it is. Giving back and seeing other people rise gives me, an unexplainable amount of joy. The things that I thought were important that I quickly learned in my 20s that are not important, which I thought it was the material things that were important. And I remember when I bought my first Ferrari before 30, I was like excited for the first six months. And, and then I bought a bunch of other cars and I had a warehouse full of my dream cars. And I was like, it's kind of depressing because none of my friends had it and you know they they could care less for any of my success i was getting wrapped up in the stuff 
And then everything changed. I thought, no, life is about helping, is about figuring your own stuff out first, healing mm -hmm. yourself, healing, getting what you need, filling our own cup, and then ensuring that every single human being around you is able to fill their cup and then helping them create leaders to create leaders to create leaders. I don't want to be doing this. I, I want to be working with high level people that are going to coach other high level people and coach other high level people because there's, an, a, there's enough abundance in this world. When you breathe, are you concerned that there's not enough oxygen for the whole world? It's the same thing with money. It's the same thing with opportunity. It's the same thing with a product. Same thing with a deal. If you have an investor client that loses a real estate deal, oh, that was such a great deal. You screwed up on that property or whatever. And they don't come from a place of abundance. Right? They don't realize that there's always another deal. Mm. There's always, there's an, there is an abundance of everything. There's an, there's 13,000 realtors in BC. We could do with another 20,000. And everybody will make money. Why? Because everyone just needs a fraction. Not one person can handle all the business. Firstly. Secondly, there's, nobody's ever run out of anything in this world. We're good. Everyone just needs to calm the hell down. We're, everyone's good. Toilet paper. Abundance of toilet paper. We're good. <laughs> We're, and now is the time. Now is the time for people to stay home and study and learn and listen to, you know, uh, uh, content like that. Great content like you're putting out. Now is the time. Get armed with information. I think in the next six months, people can get ahead by three, four years by just staying home and studying. What they would have done in four years, they can do in six months if they focus. And how can people reach you, Sunny? Sunny Satya on Instagram. Best way to reach me. Send me a DM. You have any questions? Hit me up. Uh, our online course is being um, released very soon. And so we've got the we have the Entrepreneurs Academy course. It's for people that are interested in creating a business around a passion, talent, or skill, or it's for existing business owners that just need to get recharged. Uh, that course is 50% personal development, 50% business development. Because as I've been saying, and I hope that message has come across that all business success starts with developing yourself first. And so that's what we do. And you'll be able to watch the course at home. Um, also, it's going to be uh, a membership-based program. And so, you know, you get on, you pay a membership fee every month, no contract, and you have access to, uh, to that course. You have access to uh, Redline sales training. It's a, it's a professional sales training course. And then you'll have access to a lot of these videos, uh, uh, training videos that I'm going to be just doing off the cuff uh, when I'm learning new things for members only. Uh, members will have the ability to text me through a special number between nine and five every day, Monday to Friday. I'll respond right back and uh, I'm here to support you guys. 
That's amazing, Sunny. And when can people expect uh, to, to learn more about this course? In the next 30 days. Next 30 days. Yes, sir. Perfect. Sunny, thank you again for your time today. You've really dropped some powerful knowledge bombs that are real and raw. And, and I feel like it's not sugar-coated. It's just the straight facts. Um, and it's, it's exactly what people need to take that first step, build momentum, and really be able to get to where they want to be in 10, 15 years. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Sunny. We'll be in touch. Take care. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to the On The Rise podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The music composition and vocals is done by Graham Best. Your host, of course, is the property shark, Mr. John Lee. Have a wonderful day, and we will, of course, see you next time on our way to the top. Cheers. Cheers.